Alright, we're back. Let's talk about self-love. In our previous episode, I forgot to uh, properly state the last scripture I mentioned. It was Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 to 15. I forgot to say it was chapter 5. I said Galatians 13 to 15. So let me do that correction today. It was Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 to 15. Now, moving on to today's topic, self-love. A lot of us grew up in homes where we were taught, albeit unintentionally, but all the same taught to suppress our gifts and sometimes our talents. And in the process of doing our um, doing so, our personality on a huge part um, of or a huge part of who we are, um, you know, had to be dimmed so that we could fit into some kind of mold that society has set for us. You know, you had to dim your light so you could fit in. You know, you could fit in at school. You could fit in at church. You could fit in at a dinner table at home. You know, you you found that you always had to dim your light and be someone other than who you truly are because you were told that who you are is a kind of misfit. Um, and in so doing, you know, by dimming that light, a lot of us lost our voice. We lost our calling. We lost our path. We lost our passion. And, you know, we lost our zest, our zest for life. We lost who we truly are. Unfortunately, some people die never having met who they truly are. They spent their entire lives living for someone else, being whom someone else thought they should be or they ought to be, being whom someone else found pleasing or pleasant. Sometimes people knew who they were, but because of whatever it was that society thought or they thought society thought or expected from them they never got to show who they truly were they never got to explore their true selves as a matter of fact they were in denial of who they were some who did not know or who had suppressed a lot of who they were at some point eventually found themselves kind of had a rediscovery of who they are and Um, Even though they had that, unfortunately, there wasn't anything they could do at that point. Sometimes it had been a little too late. They couldn't go back and be that person. And sometimes even even if they could go back and become that person who they truly are, they just didn't know how to do that at that point. Because, you know, maybe they had gotten to a certain age, um, a certain place in life, you know, maybe married with a family and now it's like, oh, well, I can't be part of a boy band and go travel the world like I wanted to because now I have these babies I got to take care of. Had you done that before you made the babies, the babies would be raised as rock star babies, you know, traveling on the, on the tour bus with you, for instance. That's a, that's a crazy example, but I know a lot of people who are talented who could have done great in music, been wonderful musicians, 
but passed up that passion because they were taught that they needed to have a family, they needed to be married, that was the responsible thing to do, and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and people make these choices usually out of fear of repercussions. It's what, what's the pastor going to say? What's the priest going to say? What's mom and dad going to say? What my friends going to say? There are very few who, once they discovered or rediscovered themselves, did everything to make their light shine. There's a saying that goes, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Or as I like to say, don't be a Stepford wife. For those of you who've watched the movie Stepford Wife, you know what I mean by that. For those of you who haven't, basically it's just about you not being what someone else wants you to be. Don't be a robot for someone else. You're a human being, an entire whole being all to yourself. Be that. Be great. Be unique. Don't be programmed. Be a masterpiece. Be an original. That's who you are. Now we're going to move on to the effects of lack of self-love. What happens when you don't love yourself? Usually, when you don't love yourself, you make poor choices. This is especially true in matters like dating or marriage and even in career choices. We live in a society where, in certain parts of the world, a woman, no matter how successful financially, educationally, or otherwise she may be, she may be, she might not get that respect that she ought to get because she isn't married. There's a certain status that she may never attain as a single woman because she isn't, you know, married. She needs to have a husband to get that respect. And a lot of times people don't find themselves for who they truly are. They never seek to know who they are within because they're too focused on that agenda of, okay, well, I'm a certain age. I need to hurry up and marry somebody. So the first person that pops up and pops pops the question, you say yes. You don't even get to think about it. And a lot of us women, we do that. We get told we have this biological clock that is ticking and blah, blah, blah. Yes, the doctors know what they're talking about. There is such a thing as a biological clock. Women, I will not diss it. It does exist. However, nobody's God. Nobody knows whether you can have kids at 50. My grandmother had her last child in her 50s. And my grandma is still alive today. And my aunt is way in her late 40s at this point, maybe early 50s. So my grandma has lived enough to see my aunt become a grown woman of her own right. Despite the fact that she had her late. So don't be told. Know for yourself. And know what fits you. Not everybody's born to be a mother. Not everybody's born a parent. That's why some people make horrible parents because they felt they needed to make a baby even though they weren't ready to raise a baby. It just makes you do poor choices. Know yourself better so that you make the appropriate choices that work for you and that serve your highest good. 
If you don't value yourself, no one else will. No one else will value you. You may never apply for certain promotions at work because in your head, you wonder if you're good enough for them. Or if you're pretty enough for these positions. You may even pass up your dream career altogether and settle for less because you undervalue yourself. People sometimes in their life, they have dreamt of being a journalist all their life, you know, an anchor woman and all these things. And then all of a sudden it's like they grow up and oh my goodness, I'm not pretty enough. Oh, I'm not tall enough. I'm not slender enough. I'm not whatever it is that's in your head and that hinders you from doing what you're supposed to do. You dreamt of being a lawyer all your life. Now, all of a sudden you think, I'm not smart enough. Oh my goodness, those lawyers are so smart. I may never be able to pass the bar. Why could I become a lawyer? I can't, I can't do that. You start doubting yourself. You doubt yourself and you doubt that thing within you that is so strong that has been there since you could think for yourself that's telling you 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 would make a good lawyer now you find yourself doubting that you find yourself and it's just because again you don't see yourself for who you truly are you're seeing yourself off of a clouded lens you're seeing yourself off of a uh, uh, somebody else's distorted perception of who you are and you seem to think that that is you When your self-esteem is low, you you really start to think that you have nothing to offer. You may, if you are uh, of dating age, pass up really great guys. Guys that would have loved you, treated you right, done anything for you. You didn't even give them a second thought. Because in your head, oh, he's too handsome for me. He's too tall. He never look at me. I'm too short for him. You know, he'd never look at me. I'm too dark-skinned for him. He'd never look at me. I'm plus-sized. He must like skinny girls. Like, look at his muscles. Because he's got muscles of his own doesn't mean he wants his woman to have muscles. Sometimes those muscles need a cushion. So please, love your curves. Love yourself. Love that big old belly you got. It's your belly. Love it. I bet you there's a corpse in the morgue who wishes they had your belly if that was what would keep them alive. Love yourself. Don't pass up. If a guy comes up to you, you see a cute guy you like, come on, honey. Turn up your inner charm. Look good. Dress nice. Smell good. Have a strut, a pep in your step, like they say. Walk like... You got this. Talk like you know something, like you've got some sense. Do things that this person's gonna turn around and be like, dang, who's that? I'd like to get to know her or him. Cause it's not just about women. Men have low self-esteem issues too. You'd see a great girl, you wouldn't talk to her, you wouldn't say how you feel about her. At the very most, maybe you'd make you'd become friends with her, 
and just stay in the friend zone for life because you're too scared to tell this girl how you truly feel because you're too scared to tell her how you love her, how you do anything for her, how you would put her on top of everyone else, how she's your queen. You're too scared to tell her all these things. Why? Because in your head, you seem to think that you don't deserve her. You seem to think that she's just too pretty for you. You seem to think that she's just too smart for you. Honey, we're not all supposed to be equal. See these five fingers you got? They're not equal, are they? But they're all worthy. So are you. Don't let your self-esteem stop you from doing great things. If President Obama had let the fact that the fact that he was the son of an African man, African man in America, he would never have become a president of the United States. He would have held himself back. He would have told himself all these things, or oh, they would never accept me for the color of my my skin. They'll never accept me for having an African dad. And all these things, oh, my middle name is Hussein. They never accept me when they find that out. And by the way, Obama, who bears that? Oh, that's an African name. Oh, they never accept me for that. Oh, Barack, that's Arabic for good luck. Oh my goodness, they never accept me for that. No, he didn't think any of that. He thought, I'm as good a candidate as anybody else and I'm gonna run for my country. And that is what he did. If you were Michelle Obama, maybe you'd be like, I don't see myself as a first lady. I don't think I can make a good first lady. So you'd be like, no, um, Barack, I love you, honey, but please don't do this. And before you know it, you two are getting a divorce. He's marrying some other woman that sees that vision with him. And you are not first lady. Someone else is. God bless Michelle for actually not doing that. When your self-esteem is low, you may find you stop taking care of yourself. You stop dressing properly. You're in sweats day in, day out. Take sweats even at church, to parties. You're just the sweats-wearing lady or man. You stop grooming yourself. You stop Maybe even taking showers, you begin to stink. You just don't care. Your hair is poor, poorly done, unkempt, your nails the same. You don't care because you just think that that's what you deserve to look like. You may even, with your low self-esteem, find yourself in a relationship where you are abused, where you are cheated on, and you tell yourself every day, every time it happens, that this is because you did something or you didn't do something that you should have done, or it's because you look the way you look, it's because you don't have the degrees that you ought to have, it's because you're not as smart as you should be. That's all in your head. Get out of your head. Get out. Find your freedom. Love yourself. Because all those things are not true. You are perfect. Perfect. 
just the way you are. Another effect of low self-esteem is that as you find out that you are you're you know you're not worth anything, you start not taking care of your environment. You become disorganized. You wouldn't know where you left a thing because you haven't seen it in a long time. That's how hoarding kind of starts. When you don't value yourself, you tend to become a people pleaser. Because you start thinking that everyone else is better than you. And you need to please them to belong or to fit in. Low, low self-esteem at its worst could lead to self-mutilation or suicide. If you don't see that you are a beautiful masterpiece, then you'd have no problems hurting yourself. What the very worst, killing yourself. Please think twice before you make any such decisions. Because you are so worthy of it. You are so worthy. Love you. If you need to tell yourself this every day, please do. And if there's anyone listening to me right now, if you've had thoughts of suicide, suicide is a spirit. That's the part of it that a lot of people don't realize because the part of it that mainstream does not really put out there. Don't get me wrong. If you're depressed, you need a therapist, you need medication, you need spiritual help as well. You need prayers. Get yourself centered. Meditate. Get yourself out of that place because that spirit has come over you and has taken over your thoughts. Get yourself centered. Find books. Listen to music, watch movies that lift up your spirits every time. That make you feel happy, joyful. Make you laugh, really laugh from within. Or smile again. It's little by little. It's one day at a time. But I promise you, you can beat it. Don't let suicide win. You still have so much to give to the world. If all of that fails, please call the Suicide Prevention Line. Their number is 800-273-8255. Again, that's the Suicide Prevention Hotline, and their number is 800-273-8255. Please give them a call. Talk to somebody. I'm not a professional. I'm not an expert, but remember, ladies and gentlemen, I am here. If you have a need to vent, you need a prayer partner to join their faith to yours, I will gladly do it. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, here is the Samaritan woman, your host of The Love Pill. Thank you for listening. I love you.